There is one story that every person is a part of, and it goes like this. God created us out of love to be in relationship with him. But our trust in God was broken by sin, and we became separated from him. So God sent Jesus Christ into the world to redeem us and restore us to new life. We all belong within the big, universal story of God's redeeming love. But at the same time, we each have our own individual experiences with God. Our encounters with his grace, mercy, hope, healing. These moments are as unique and unrepeatable as we are. And they are stories that are meant to be shared. You're listening to The Story, a podcast by St. Andrew the Apostle Catholic Church. In each episode, a different member of our community tells the story of a personal experience in their journey to know and follow the Lord. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Story. For episode nine, I spoke to Mike Cassidy. Mike is one of our volunteers with our EDGE Middle School Youth Ministry and our Life Teen High School Youth Ministry program here at St. Andrew. Mike, why don't you introduce yourself for people that haven't met you? Tell us a little bit about who you are. Okay, so um, my name is Mike Cassidy. Uh, I'm a father and husband. Uh, My wife, Amy, and I have two daughters, uh, Megan and Cameron. Uh, We're parishioners here at St. Andrews. I have been probably since about 2004. Before that, we lived in Ann Arbor. And before that... Uh, I grew up in the Chicago area, and uh, I work for Ford. I'm a powertrain calibration engineer at Ford, so uh, like, if you had to sum up my job into one quick detail, it would be that I turn on your check engine light. Really? <laughs> <So>, yeah, <laughs> I kind of teach the car how to know when there's things wrong with it, and so it wow. turns on the check engine light. All right, and what is uh, the theme or the overall story that you would like to share with people about yourself? So uh, for me, you know, my my conversion story has just been a, a slow, gentle um, pulling. And uh, so I guess I would just talk about that. I would talk about um, maybe my, a little bit about my background because mm-hmm. there is no, the story won't make sense at all unless I do that, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so I could talk a little bit about that and mm-hmm you know, this is some different game-changing points in my life. Uh, and maybe some people will relate to that. Or yeah. Maybe it'll help someone somehow. Or yeah. Well, we, we'd love to hear however somebody's story progressed. So why don't you go ahead and talk about the background for things? Sure. Uh, so really, it goes back to my childhood. Um, mm-hmm. When I was growing up, I had really good parents. They taught me right from wrong. They taught me, like, if you looked at the Ten Commandments, you could say, you know, they were all there except for the first one. You know, we didn't go to church. Um, my mom grew up Christian, but it wasn't something that we did as a family. Okay. And um, so I didn't know much about it at all. And the only times I ever was really introduced to it was when we would visit grandparents or cousins or something. And that was just going to church. And at that point in my life, I didn't really have much interest. I didn't know mm-hmm. what it meant. I just went and sat and listened. and. Um, no one in my family was Catholic either. It would have all been Protestant. But they taught me really strong morals otherwise. Mm-hmm. And that really, you know, has helped me through my life. And so, you know, th- 
that kind of set the stage for me, I guess, growing up. And so from there, I'd probably fast forward a little bit. Um, I was in college and the summer of my freshman year after college, I went home Mm -hmm. and uh, I worked at a golf course. That was my job. And Mm -hmm. uh, I did groundskeeping. And so this is the story of how I met my wife because that's the biggest part of my story. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was spraying down greens one day. It was really hot. And you spray this wedding agent on them in it in the summer and and makes you thirsty. And so I saw the drink cart, you know, off in the distance. So uh, I went over to it because I wanted this Coke. And prior years, you know, like we'd always been allowed to just get something to drink from the drink cart. So I asked, um, well, it was a new drink girl this Mm -hmm. year driving a cart. And uh, so I asked her for a Coke and Mm -hmm. and she said, no, I'm sorry. I can't can't give you a Coke. I think you have to go into the the clubhouse and get a fountain Coke. I'm not allowed to give these out on the course. And I thought she knew no idea what she was talking about because, because I know I can get them on the course. Right. So anyway, (laughs) she, um, you know, we talked uh, briefly and then I, you know, I just went back to work because I didn't have time to really go in and get one. And and so about 15 minutes later, maybe, uh, I'm still out there working and, and I see her driving towards me and sure enough, she came right up to me and she gave me a fountain Coke. And it sounds like a little gesture, but she had driven in to get that Coke for Mm -hmm. me and brought it out to me. And that was a big deal for me because Mm -hmm. up to that point, like I was, uh, I'd probably never had a girl do something really nice for me, Uh, you know, and I was really the guy that the girls all cried on their shoulders about their boyfriends that Mm -hmm. they hate, like they'd cry on my shoulder and I'd listen. So you were used to being the one taking care of other people. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. 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 And and so she she brought that to me, and I just I don't know it was really cool. It stood out to you. <laughs> yeah, it stood yeah. out to me, yeah. and um, and and she stood out to me just her character and her personality, and um, and so from there we just started to get to know each other a little bit, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I'd make excuses to try and find her on the course, right. and you know, <laughs> and, and um, we'd golf together sometimes mm-hmm. or or do some things, and. Time went by and, you know, I was pretty interested in her, but uh, she probably didn't know it because I was really shy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the summer's kind of, you know, getting away from us. Yeah. And, and, and she's, she, she happened to be talking to her, her brother once and she said, well, I met this guy at the course and I, I just don't know if he's ever going to ask me out, but I think he likes me, but I can't mm-hmm. tell. And, and, and he says, well, how old is he? Mm-hmm. And she's like, why? And just how old is he? He's 19 and she was 21. Right. And, and he's like, he's not going to ask you out. (laughs) And, and he was right. Like I wouldn't have asked her out. So, so one day she, she says, um, she knew I was really into fishing Mm because that's something I just love to do. Mm -hmm. And, uh, she says, would you take me fishing sometime? (laughs) So I was like, sure, I'll take you fishing. (laughs) And so, um, Sure enough, we planned this mm-hmm. this fishing date, and uh, you know, I didn't know it was a date, or I, was, I, a date I was probably not letting myself be vulnerable or believe it, maybe. But yeah. anyway, yeah. so um, I I'm gonna take her fishing, right? Like mm-hmm. we're gonna go catch fish, and this is important because she asked me to take her fishing, and that's what I do. And you take fishing and, seriously, and I take it seriously. So <laughs> that's what I'm doing. We go to this place, we go fishing, mm-hmm. and eventually I realize 
she's not really interested in fishing. Like, <laughs> I'm here trying to catch fish, and she doesn't really care about that. She doesn't that. care about the fish right. at all. <laughs> so, so, you know, I'm starting to take the hint. And then at the end, when it was time to leave, mm-hmm. she said to me, and I'll always remember this. She said, mm-hmm. Mike, now you know the next move is up to you. <laughs> and so she had to tell me, like, point blank, okay. And then it clicked on me. You know, then I... Then I, you knew. Then I knew, okay. Mm-hmm. She's interested in me. I have to ask her out. Mm-hmm. And and so then I, that was like my green light. Okay, you can go. Yeah, yeah. And so um, from then on, we just started dating mm-hmm. and uh, summer ended. And then mm-hmm. it was time to go separate ways. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the areas where, you know, God really acted in our relationship was mm-hmm. that we could keep it strong long distance mm-hmm. for a long time because I, we were at different colleges mm-hmm. uh, in different areas. And so sometimes we were, you know, more than six hours apart. Sometimes we were hour and a half apart. Um, yeah. She started doing these rotations, clinical rotations mm-hmm. in different areas of the country. So anyway, through all of that, we we learned how to keep it together. And uh, <laughs> we even learned how to chat before there was chatting on the, <laughs> on computer. the computer. Yeah, like I was a computer room <laughs> monitor at uh. school. And as she could see everything I was typing right as mm-hmm. I was typing it. And you didn't even have to send it. And so we could see what each other's typing. So to prevent really expensive long distance phone mm-hmm. bills, we, mm-hmm. we did that. And so we just kept things going, you know, for a few years. And, you know, before I graduated from college, I realized that I always wanted to be with this person. I always wanted to spend time with her. And so I proposed and we mm-hmm. were engaged. So then, you know, that whole time God is just working in that relationship. And one of the things that I saw in her was uh, her faith mm-hmm. that I didn't have. Like, I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. And I think she would say that her faith wasn't as strong as she would call it now back mm-hmm. then, but it was still there. It was still important yeah. to her. And I, that, that really was interesting to me. And, and at, I think at that same time, I was also becoming curious at that age in my life mm-hmm. uh, uh, about you know, who is God? Why am I here? What is all this stuff? Right. Right. And so, you know, I would go to mass with her and her family and that just, you know, intrigued me even mm-hmm. more. And then I started taking RCIA mm-hmm. and, you know, I learned a lot, but the big moment for me, I think was at our wedding. So you went through RCIA before yeah. you got married. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, actually right before we got married, um, we got married in June mm-hmm. and, um, that Easter, I oh, received so you, all yeah, my sacraments, the you know, all the, okay. you know, baptism, confirmation, mm-hmm. confession, you know, all those. Yeah. And so I remember, like, I always remember this at our wedding, and it was it was one of those weddings where everyone it it was a very happy wedding. Mm-hmm. Like everyone knew we were meant to be together. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no doubt about it. And uh, so it was such a happy day. And during the ceremony, there's a a part of the the liturgy, which is the nuptial blessing. And during that is where the, the priest invokes the Holy Spirit to, to come down upon the couple. And, you know, we were kneeling up in front of the altar and uh, both of us felt this, which is amazing. It was just like this incredible warmth, just all the way down through our bodies. And it was surreal. Like I've never felt anything like it um, probably since you know, uh, and I never had before. And it was just this, like, this feeling of, I just knew the Holy Spirit was, 
was there and knew and was blessing our marriage. Mm-hmm. And that was a one of the key turning points for me was just that. And it, and it just, you know, all throughout this time, God had been working on me, but I hadn't really recognized it as much as you do when you look back on your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, from there, you know, you'd think after an experience like that, you would be like, okay, I'm ready, God. What do you want me to do? Right. I'm ready. I'm right. all in, you know, and, but it wasn't like that for me. I was still just, well, this is cool, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I wasn't, uh, you know, and I was trying to have a relationship, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what to do. And I, I wasn't, yeah. you know, it wasn't, uh, it sounds like you were still finding your way, uh, because like you can go through the sacraments and you get preparation for that, but then there's, okay, now what? Right. And so you, you were saying that you felt like at that time you were trying to have a relationship with God, but you, you didn't quite know how to do that and you were still learning. And where did things go from there? Well, you know, we went to mass when we wanted to, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So some sometimes? Right. You know, yeah, if, if we yeah. had like, oh, you know, let's go do this instead or mm-hmm. like sometimes that stuff would happen. And, yeah. You know, if you fast forward a little bit, then uh, suddenly we have uh, two daughters mm-hmm. and, and then we, we just made a decision, um, that we needed to go to mass every Sunday. And from that point on, we did. And that was another huge turning point for me was it just, that was probably the biggest step that we took. Was going to mass? It was going to mass every Sunday. Why do you think that you wanted to do that once you had your girls? I think recognizing that well, one, we needed to set a good example mm-hmm. for them. Maybe also that we needed the help, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, but, um, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just uh, probably mostly that we wanted to make sure that we were raising them in the faith and, mm-hmm. and doing a good job of that. Mm-hmm. So you felt like that made a difference personally yeah. for you was going consistently. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And not only, you know, with our daughters, but also, especially for me personally, mm-hmm. um, that habit carried through, like even, you know, part of my job is traveling for work. Mm-hmm. You know, we have, when we test the cars, we actually have to go to places mm-hmm. like Arizona, we mm-hmm. go out to Colorado and no matter where I ever went with the cars, if I was out there on Sunday, uh, or Saturday night, I would always find a mass that I could go to Mm-hmm. Um, so I would never, you know, miss. And on one trip, I remember I was in Flagstaff, Arizona, and, uh, they had this beautiful church that they, that it looked like they'd recently renovated mm-hmm. it. And, uh, you know, it was up on a mountain, you know, cool. um, really cool view. And, uh, I remember when I was leaving mass, they had this table laying there with a whole bunch of CDs laying out there that mm-hmm. were free. And they were Matthew Kelly CDs. And so I was like, oh, well, I I guess I'll take some of these, right? Mm-hmm. And he kind of blew my mind. And you didn't know who he was and at I, the time, not right? Not very well. Right. And, but when you're on a trip and you're driving all day long, that's yeah, just the perfect time thing. To exactly. Yeah. And I started listening to those things over and over mm-hmm. and over and um, just taught me a lot that mm-hmm. I didn't know. And also it just reaffirmed to me how important it was. Mm-hmm. And, and so... You could say it lit a fire a little bit for mm-hmm. me, you know, and not only in understanding things and, but also in being proud of mm-hmm. being Catholic, you know, mm-hmm. and 
some of the story that we've forgotten about how important, you know, our church has been to the history of the world and, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. it, it, you know, it's just some beautiful CDs that, mm-hmm. that he had there. And so, you know, if I hadn't been going to mass every Sunday by that point, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have gone. Right? right. And so, you know, there's all these little things that or you look that, back. If right? that church hadn't put out the CDs. Right, I mean, exactly. I know what that's like here where yeah. sometimes we're like, okay, we got these books, let's give them out. And it's like, you could have been in town the next weekend and all the CDs were gone. Right. So exactly. <laughs> you know, the way that that right. lined up. God uh, knew I needed those and he CDs. Knew you were ready right. for it, I feel like too. Yeah. yeah that's, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, um, it, you know, I, that those experiences from just listening to those CDs, I, mm-hmm. I just, you know, he made it fun and yeah and interesting and reaffirming. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it, it was really good yeah. stuff. He's got a cool accent. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's really <laughs> funny too. Right. Yeah. So you were listening to these and then what would you say that that led to? So really more just, it's, I just wanted to answer questions mm-hmm. and I wanted to learn more. And, um, you know, I, I pick up the Bible and I try to start reading it and I didn't, I don't think I really understood what I was reading. Right. Uh, especially when you start trying to read it from the beginning. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it goes well for like a few chapters and then it starts to lose you. Right. And, yeah. and, uh, um, but then also Father Francis around that time mm-hmm. was, was doing some talks and, mm-hmm. And that was, uh, uh, I just loved listening to him teach yeah. about stuff, yeah. you know, both in his homilies, yeah. but, you know, especially there, like, you just the mm-hmm. story behind the story. Yeah, he really loved to teach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I really enjoyed listening mm-hmm. to those. And and then from there, you know, Amy was probably getting a little more involved. Mm-hmm. She was helping out with um, catechesis and mm-hmm. stuff. And, um, you know, one day, uh, Mary Jo Davis asked her if, they were looking for men to help out with the middle school mm-hmm. program. Uh, she asked my wife if I'd be interested mm-hmm. in, uh, you know, being uh, uh, involved mm-hmm. in that somehow, yeah. you know, uh, as a like, core team yeah. leader, yeah. small group leader. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I think her answer was something like, uh, well, you know, he's not really good at sharing. <laughs> <laughs> but but she didn't mean like not good at right. sharing things. Like, she she meant like you know sharing my feelings mm-hmm, with others, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And um, uh, but God was tugging at my heart, I guess. Huh. And so, I uh, I said, oh yes, I'll try it. I'll, mm-hmm. You know, I'll get involved. And mm-hmm. um, honestly, the first year, mm-hmm. uh, I was really nervous and um scared. Yeah, you know, like I. It's one thing to teach your kids and mm-hmm. and just hope that you're doing mm-hmm. the best, but when you're trying to help other people's kids, yeah. you know, it, it, yeah. uh, there's a stress there, and yeah. um, you know, and it started pointing out to me things I didn't know mm-hmm. and things that I I should know, right? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and so I think some of that was a big motivation for mm-hmm. me, but I also, even though I recognized that that. I had a lot of room to get better at that. Mm-hmm. And I realized that it was a call that I needed to to just keep working at. And so I I've tried to. You know, mm-hmm. I've tried to to learn more. I've um tried to, you know, each year I just try and be better at 
at working with them and, and yeah. trying to help them and listen to them mm-hmm. and figure out what, what they need. Um, and, and then it just became a lot more rewarding for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't, you know, after the first year, the second year, I it really, I, I felt more comfortable, maybe not talking, you know, doing talks in front of people, but at least being in small group together, I felt more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And a few years ago, I discovered Catholic Answers live and I started mm-hmm. listening to that show mm-hmm. and that really helped me a lot too. And that mm-hmm. God knew that I needed some of that, that, mm-hmm. and so, you know, not that the whole show is for me, right. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, like I discovered it one day by accident listening yeah. to AM radio, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I didn't always do, you know, um, it just, I just happened to be flipping through one time and I, I caught that and, yeah, you know, and it intrigued me, you know? And so, yeah, I started picking up more books, trying to mm-hmm. read more uh, Matthew Kelly books, mm-hmm. you know, um, things I can find, whatever I can find time to. I just, I, I tried to start, you know, yeah. learning yeah. Um, that because I want to know more. I want to mm-hmm. fill in those holes of what I didn't yeah. learn growing up, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Yeah, I, I'm thinking about how, um, like when we work with, with youth, um, that a lot of times not a lot of times. I think most of the time we're worried that they're going to ask us something that we don't know the answer to and that somehow we're going to screw up the answer and it's going to, that's going to be it. They're going to slam the door and they're not going to come back. And you said that after like the second year, you didn't feel quite as nervous. I, I think that there's a certain like comfort level that just develops of, okay, I don't have to know everything. And if I, they ask me something that I don't know, it's not the end of the world. In fact, I can be a really good example to them of, you know what, I don't know, but I'm, I can get back to you and I'm still learning about that too. And I also think it goes a long way in their books when adults are just transparent about the fact that we are all still learning. Um, I really think that once you realize that they just want people to do that with them, that it, it takes a lot of the intimidation out of it. And you're not disqualified just because you don't know everything. And I think you're a really good example of that as just having a hunger to know more, but also a hunger to the best as you can share that with other, with other people so that they have what you didn't get to have. I tell them that all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I pretty much start off every talk that I do. I didn't grow up Catholic and, um, I do this because I've learned things, Mm -hmm. um, that, if I can help them not make same mistakes mm-hmm. I did uh, or, you know, make choices now that will affect their life in the future, that's what I want to do. I want to help them with that. And and you're right. I, I you know, that was a lot of the, the nervousness was, you know, one of the things about my personality is I like to try to do things perfect. Like <laughs> details really matter to me. Mm-hmm. And so I think I was trying to apply that to to working with them and, and I wanted to have the perfect mm-hmm. small group if that's if yeah. that you know what I mean like yes. I wanted it to be perfect so that right. they'd all walk away just like yeah I'm ready yeah you that know, was but... awesome I can't wait to come back next week <laughs> exactly and a lot of the time they're walking uh-huh. out and they might not have said much at all and and you you don't know and then uh-huh. you know I, I don't remember who it was but you know someone told me once we're just planting seeds Mike and, yeah. and that really helped yeah. me you know, um, because that's what it is. We're just planting yeah. seeds in them. That's like the youth ministry and, motto. <laughs> and and God has to, mm-hmm. you know, God's the Holy Spirit's going to work in them. Like, mm-hmm. I can't do it. 
right? Yeah. I, I'm just there trying to help a little bit. Well, and just like you had the CDs that you picked up and that was a seed that started right. for you or even back you know, when you were dating Amy, her faith and her family's faith was a, a little seed that got planted in you and it just grows over time. But small group can be really challenging. Yeah. Um, it can be really hard to get them talking sometimes. And other times it can be hard to, to get them talking about what we're supposed to be talking about. <laughs> yes. You know, I've had, I've had, you know, a few different <laughs> makeups mm-hmm. of the groups yeah, and, they're all, and they're all different. But you're right. Those seeds are there and they have a real value um, and they can't grow if they're not there. And I'd say, you know, I was nervous at first mm-hmm. and not that I'm perfectly comfortable at it, but I love it. I mean, I mm-hmm. look forward to it uh, mm-hmm. now, whereas before, I, you know, honestly, I wouldn't say I looked forward to it the first year. Especially I, when you're nervous. Right. Yeah. And, and so I needed to get through that and then, you know, get comfortable in my own skin that you, know, you don't have to do this perfect. You mm-hmm. just just witness to it and just mm-hmm. try and be there to help and, and do what you can. Yeah. And, and, and now it's just really rewarding for me. It's mm-hmm. a blessing and it's a challenge mm-hmm. for me, you know, it, mm-hmm. yeah. it, and if, you know, if you'd asked me five years ago, <laughs> if I, if I would be doing this, mm-hmm. um, I would have thought you were crazy. <laughs> I had, this was not me. It's not my personality, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, I mentioned, I love doing it now. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of it's the, honestly, it's the people. It, mm-hmm. and, and it's not just the, you know, the kids, mm-hmm. but it's also, um, you know, all the core group team, I mm-hmm. learn from them and they're, mm-hmm. they're so, um, just such beautiful people. And, yeah, I agree. And fun to be with and, yeah. and all caring about the kids and trying to do good things. And, uh, I've learned a lot from them and mm-hmm. I, you know, I've being involved in this has been such a blessing for me mm-hmm. that if, if people are thinking about mm-hmm. it, they should do it. Like yeah. if you're feeling called to this, mm-hmm. give it a try. Like yeah. if you don't like it, and, and yeah, we never force anybody to stay. That's right. That's right. I, <laughs> I wasn't forced to stay. <laughs> like we we get it. So um, I I agree, and I think that's a beautiful invitation for people that might be like, oh, I don't really know. I might not be what they're looking for. And it's like, Mike, you never thought you'd be no what we way. were looking for. But I got to tell you, Mike's an awesome core member. So you know, somebody out there listening, you might be what we're looking for, or what some other ministry is looking for. And um, you know, you were saying too, like you never would have thought that that was um, something you would like doing and that it's not, doesn't fit your personality. Um, But I think that's where the Holy spirit steps in for us is we all have things that are our strengths and things that are our weaknesses and the Holy spirit enables us to fills in the gaps. I like to think of it as for our weaknesses Mm -hmm. um, and then helps us to play up, you know, our strengths and play to them. So, you know, really it's, we hope and we pray that God is the one that's really doing the work for the teens and we're just his, his, you know, hands and his feet. So, you know, there's also that aspect of, uh, it's not all on us, you know, and, at all. And doing this has taught mm-hmm. me that just in life in general, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I, I try and control everything mm-hmm. and, and having to try and relinquish that control, mm-hmm. you know whether I'm giving a talk or mm-hmm. whatever it is, you know, small group, mm-hmm. um, I've learned that I need to do that in my own life. Now mm-hmm. I don't do that well, but, but I mean, but you're I, aware that's, the I'm first aware step. that that's the first step, but I'm getting Awareness there. Awareness is the first step to recovery. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, yeah. it, and it's the same thing you said about learning for myself, mm-hmm. like I've learned for myself through doing this 
it, even just God's love for, mm -hmm. for us. It's a big mm -hmm. thing we talk about with the middle schoolers. Mm -hmm. I didn't really understand mm -hmm. how much God loved me. I mm -hmm. knew God loved me, but I didn't mm -hmm. really comprehend. And we will never will, but, right. but that it, it just has changed mm -hmm. um, uh, a lot of things for me. How would you say that your, your journey has been in terms of the personal relationship with God? Because we've talked a lot about how you came to understand things more, but was that the personal relationship with God, was that a part of it also? Yeah. So it, there's not like just like my story mm -hmm. is this gentle pulling mm -hmm. of God, you know, in like a little bit more, little a little bit more, a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And just, um, I mean, there are some key things mm -hmm. you could identify, but, but it's not some miraculous right. sudden conversion story for me. And that's probably like a lot of people would imagine. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, I felt it at my wedding. That's mm -hmm. when I probably really felt mm -hmm. like, okay, God, you're with me. And mm -hmm. then just for me, then it was wanting to get a mm -hmm. stronger relationship with God, not knowing mm -hmm. how, not, mm -hmm. you know, not praying very well. Like I prayed, I did, you know, I, mm -hmm. I did all these things. Um, but like I said, it, it was kind of discombobulated mm -hmm. in a way, right? Just, uh, yeah a lot of gaps in what do mm -hmm. I do? How do I grow in this? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, you know, God was always just kind of pulling me back to him. Mm -hmm. And, um, through some of the moments we talked about, yeah. you know, yeah. and then just over time, you know, I would say I reached a point where I wanted to have that relationship. It became important mm -hmm. to me, um, to involve God in my decisions. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean like, I mean, daily, I still right. try and control everything, mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but I get yeah. better at, yeah. at trying to say, mm -hmm. okay, well, no, I'm sorry. I know right. this, you know, you, you have a plan in this and, yeah. and I yeah. need to work with that plan and I'll mm -hmm. be more peaceful and I'll be mm -hmm. happier when I, when I actually go with yours, go with yours. Mm -hmm. but, but, um, you know, working with, well, raising two daughters mm -hmm. um and being a husband is mm -hmm. you know it teaches you a lot about relationships mm -hmm. and it, it made me realize that my relationship with god needed work mm -hmm. and that's one of the things that matthew kelly taught about mm -hmm. is if you want a relationship to thrive mm -hmm. you spend time with it but like it's it's he called it carefree timelessness mm -hmm. like you just you, mm -hmm. time didn't exist when you didn't matter you, you just mm -hmm. invested your time in that relationship and right and so I've tried to do more of that, you know, giving uh, more of my time, yeah. both, in, you know, helping out, but also mm -hmm. just trying to spend more time, mm -hmm. you know, in prayer with him. That's really cool way of putting it, like the carefree timelessness yeah. that he said. Yeah. Because really, you're right. Um, you know, if you're spending time with a friend, you're not like, okay, we're going to hang out from two o'clock and then at four o'clock on the dot, we got to cut it off. You know, they say time flies when you're having fun. Like how many times you can pass the time so quickly uh, with people that you have a relationship with and God wants more of our time and we want more of his time, whether we realize it or not. So that's a really cool way of thinking about that. And I'm just going <laughs> to, it's why I <laughs> love going on retreats, See, you know, yeah, like, so yeah, you get to pause kind of everything else in the world and spend all that time with God. Yeah. yeah. I honestly, you know, I have a busy job mm -hmm. and family life keeps me busy. Mm -hmm. So there's there's days and mm -hmm. weeks that are like maybe I'm not doing that right mm -hmm. I'm not giving mm -hmm. God the time 
you know, it's mm-hmm. not carefree. Yeah. <laughs> it is scheduling, like it's yeah. trying to schedule. But, yeah. but you know, I, I think there's also that desire, like just knowing that, that, you know, I want that time mm-hmm. is helpful. Yeah. And um, so there are times when I, when I'm mm-hmm. successful mm-hmm. at giving him more of my time. And then mm-hmm. there are times when I, I just, it just feels like I don't know how I'm going to do it. Which is just so real. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's just really how, how it is. And then those special times where you do set aside a special amount of time, like you mentioned retreats, you know, we do the youth retreats and I always feel like it's cheating or something. Cause I get so much out of those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, don't tell anybody, but I have a lot of fun and I get a lot out of it yeah. um, from God. Uh, when I'm there and that's not even a retreat that's for me so yeah that finding that time when you can and and when you do is is really valuable all right well Mike I really appreciate you sharing um because um as your wife said he doesn't really like to share is that what she said he doesn't really like to share but it turns out he's not good at sharing he's not good at sharing it turns out you are good at sharing and I appreciate you sharing and uh, stepping outside your comfort zone a little bit to do this and to work with the youth. Um, and I'm really happy that, that you find that rewarding. Um, so anybody else out there that, you know, wants to learn more and help kids learn more, we'd love to have you. Um, and Mike's a really good example of that. And you can talk to him. Oh, for sure. Please, please come, come ask uh, me. He'll, yeah. he'll let you know, you yeah. know, what it was really like and, and that it's not as scary as it seems. It's uh, and it's worth it. It I, is worth it. I, I've loved it, and mm-hmm. like I said, that first year was was kind of nervous and a little rough, um, mm-hmm. but I felt called at the end of it mm-hmm. to keep going, and I'm really glad I did. Mm-hmm. And it's helped me mm-hmm. more than it probably ever would mm-hmm. help them. Mm-hmm. So there's a selfish reason to do it too. I know, I know there really is, <laughs> but God, I think that's just God's goodness. Like He's just so abundant that you think you're doing something for somebody else and God just adds in that bonus of, and here's some for you too. Um, He never runs out, which is amazing. So, all right. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Story. If you're enjoying this podcast, and we hope that you are since you're listening right now, could you do us a favor and recommend it to one other person, a family member, a friend, a fellow parishioner, We really appreciate your listenership, and we hope that it's something that you have enjoyed enough to want to invite others to listen to as well. If you have a story from your personal faith journey that you'd like to share with others through this podcast or by other means, you can let us know by filling out the form at standrewsaline.org slash witness.